so welcome to Cartoon Casual. And uh, Joe, how are you doing? Uh, I'm grand now that it's rained. It's rained. The monsoon season is officially here. And so are the crickets. We have a cricket in the background. It's going to be nice if that gets picked up and we can hear the rain on the roof. Also joined by Mike. Mike. Michael. Michael. Young Michael Hinman. How are you this evening, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks, guys, for having me. And uh, what are we drinking tonight, Mike? We are having uh, Pliny the Elder. World-renowned beer. Where's it from? Santa Rosa, California. Uh, the brewery would be Russian River. Many times it's been ranked the number one beer in the world, usually within the top five, always, and for 20 years this plus. this exact beer we're talking this about? This exact beer we're talking about. Easily okay. It's down. exceedingly rare to find. Would you they, like a sip? Oh, okay. They bottle it, 10-ounce bottles. They, you can only typically find it in the Bay Area, California. It smells really, it has a wonderful nose. Wonderful, wonderful nose. Just wait till you get to the, when it hits the back of your throat. It's amazing. Oh, it's going to slam the back love, of your throat. I love it when things hit the back of my throat, it's, Joe. It, Really, that is really fucking good. It is really fucking good. It's not the best IPA I've ever had, but it's also it's up there. But Ooh, what I might have to have some of that. What I have to I have to comment on the fact that Michael here brought a growler of this. Did it require a bank loan? No, no, it did require one of our friends going up there and visiting and bringing a whole bunch of beer back. Okay, I like the fact that we have. Now, this is a beer that you can people sell ten ounce bottles on eBay uh -huh. of questionable age for 30 to $50. Wow. A bottle, a 10 ounce bottle. So and, I should save it. And yeah. Yeah. Or we could just waste it like the people do in the Bay Area because they can get it whenever they want. It's, yeah. all, it's seriously only on tap at maybe 30 different locations. Wow. Uh, and it's all in Northern California. So do, is it a... Uh, it's not made throughout the year. In other words, they make a batch. They do make it. They make it all year long. Oh, okay. Pliny the Elder is one that's made all year long. Pliny the Younger is only made one batch, I believe, in December, and then they disseminate it in February, I believe. Mm -hmm. And lines just form around uh, around the corner, uh, apparently, like a, a, around a block, so to speak. Um, I can see why. I love I love how how exceedingly rare it is, and we could just like spill some and pr probably not cry about it too much right now. Yeah, because I did not pay, pay fifty dollars for that bottle. No, no, and, and it's also a half gallon instead of ten ounces, yep. which is amazing. Well, that's incredible to have these kind of contacts. It really is. It's incredible the the things that I had to do to. Get... <laughs> We're gonna have to edit that out. Un unspeakable, unmentionable, un unspeakable, unmentionable moist axe that I had to do to, to get you guys that beer. Right. Talk about a Russian river. Oh my god. <laughs> I gotta think I've read about those. Pretty sure I got uh, ringworm that night. <laughs> oh, speaking of I'm pretty ringworm, sure that was from the hotel though. Speaking of ringworm. Really? I, we, need, we need a little house housekeeping. Uh, we do have some housekeeping. Uh, Mr. Gaines made a mistake uh, on the yeah, last we, podcast and formal, really needs to rectify it. need a formal apology. Uh, at some point there was a reference made about, I'm not sure exactly where it was, but I used uh, the term rickets uh, when I should have used the term scurvy. Yes. It's uh, upset our entire fan base, all four of them. Yeah. I'm not sure what it was about because it was it had to do with citrus. We were talking about, about scurvy, some of. kind of a citrus thing, because that's where scurvy is abated through citrus. Through vitamin C, right. right. And I don't, I, I cannot recall what it was. I just remember 
I didn't correct you on air, and we we moved forward. But you knew you made the mistake because I looked at you. I that's been haunting me, Joe, for the last week and a half. <laughs> I, I now I feel cleansed. Well, I absolve you of your sins, okay. uh, and I need you to say two Hail Marys and uh, grab a beer instead of the empty cup that's in front yeah, of you. Yeah, I need to do that. Yeah. So I'm just going to say that where I was feeling all this pain was I just I went to Hilton Head, South Carolina. Oh, on a little like all rich white people from the South? Kind of like a vacation, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, my my stepmother has a has a place there, uh, a, a second home. Oh, yes. yes the auxiliary <laughs> home. Yeah, so I met my sister there. who's two years older than I am, and we uh, were there for about a week. And uh, But I learned a lot of things about the just, you just catch up, even though you talk on the phone, you start drinking and enjoying the afternoon. And, uh, and uh, she has this place that's called The Plantation. And Hilton Head, it's You've got uh, to be kidding me. Well, it's still called the plantation. Well, I'm sorry. It, she doesn't. She didn't name it the plantation. It wasn't her. <laughs> it was this development in Hilton Head is called the plantation. Really? Uh, who were the caretakers at the Well, ca- I the woke plantation? up. Interesting. You bring that up because I did wake up the first morning with a cup of coffee. You know, looking out the. We we're in the third or fourth level, looking down, and the help. Oh God! <laughs> what a race! Every was an, everyone help. was. Uh, african-american and i thought it really is the plantation shocking did you watch a mandingo fight while you were there too no but i and i thought to myself i wonder if because i've been away from there for six or seven years and it would just seem odd to me it's called you drive in it's the plantation and then all the people that are pruning everything for many hundreds of acres are all black and i just thought no one really notices around here i guess but i certainly did well, you notice because you're used to seeing um, Mexicans, yes, doing the same thing. It's true, though. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, right, yeah. Mike, you, you grew up in the South, yep, or in California, <laughs> yep. I mean, it, it, did you wake up in the morning and you hear this, people blowing leaves and shit around? Like that's a Southern California thing. I've noticed that, and Phoenix as well. Right, is you'll wake up to someone who will make better tacos than you could ever possibly imagine cleaning up the streets but with those mm-hmm. uh those machines I, I do believe though now they don't allow gasoline powered ones is all electric now and stuff in southern california mike is that true? Mm, i don't know they were still uh gas powered when i left there okay. no shit yeah i, I think that so annoying some regulation that's all to be yeah electric but i did my own yard work i would not hire any of the mexicans yeah really mm-hmm. okay wow yeah. i actually had a couple come by and offer while I was out there, like, oh, you want us to finish that up? And I'm like, no, I'm no lazy white man. No, I got this. <laughs> like, I'm part brown. It's okay. Yeah. That's funny. I would have done the same thing. I would have been like, well, you know, I'm going to go get some lemonade. I'm going to need, I have $10. I want you guys to finish doing this acre of yard work. Yeah. Right. And they're like, oh, it's okay. Thanks for the tip. <laughs> <laughs> so when we were down there, um, the, uh, uh, we were talking about, I can't, I don't know how this topic came up, but it was just funny. So my stepmother lives in the mountains of North Georgia, and uh, and there are a number of different neighbors, and they all have property around there. And um, I just thought this was fascinating. I thought I would just throw it out there, bring it up that that one of their neighbors is Jewish, and one of them is rather um, what we call that when you're a fundamentalist, a Christian. Oh, the say. evangelical fundamentalist, yeah, yeah. the fundies. Yeah, and for many years, apparently, Alice, my stepmother, was a witness to at different parties the fundamentalists trying to do their best to convert. Uh, the Jewish people from their Judaism into being, you know, Christian. And that didn't really work. It fell upon deaf ears for years. So I thought, you know, that's okay, fine, you know, whatever. And then uh, Alice pointed out to me that the last time she saw them uh, all in one area, 
the uh, fundamentalists were convinced that the reckoning was indeed coming on some certain date. Maybe they knew or maybe they didn't know. So they opted to uh, give a copy of their house keys to the Jewish friends because they knew when the reckoning came that they would, the Christians would have been brought up and the Jews had been left behind. To take care of their home. Take care of their home post-reckoning. Yes. After they were taken up to heaven, yeah, whatever. It, it, yeah. The reckoning, so you have the second coming. You grew up in the South and yeah. presumably fairly Christian. Mike, Don't you, quiz me. Well, I, I'm just trying to remember here. Is the reckoning what happens after Jesus comes back? He comes back and he takes the faithful followers, the saved ones, and takes them and everything's fine. Like, And then and then somebody else comes back and like smites all of us terrible isn't people. That, isn't that the rapture? I th is that the, I thought they were the same thing. The rapture and the reckoning are the I same thing. I think that might be the same Maybe thing. Maybe the reckoning is when Jesus is like, you're good enough, you're not, you're good, you're good, you're not. You're a terrible person. You're not good enough. Right. And just kind of points people out. Is that the maybe that's the reckoning, and then the rapture is what happens to the people that are left behind. Maybe. Maybe it's. The, I don't know. I, I'm, some kind of, I haven't seen the flow I chart, I, so I don't know what if we're going to come around. The, it's like can if you, can the, you get stuck in a loop. Is there a loop where you can get you can get stuck in a loop where you're currently doing something good, but it's not in the name of Jesus. So like you can't really there say. Well, what about well, the Jews that believe in Jesus? Oh, like, man. For Je like, I have a friend who's a Messianic. They're, they're called Messianic, Messianic Jews. I have yeah. a friend who's one, and he has the weirdest necklace I've ever seen. It is a... Um, and Brian, if you if you ever listen to this, I'm sorry, but it is weird. And your parents even think you're weird. Well, you have to talk about these things. We do have to talk these things out. And we tried for years to talk him out of it, but it, yeah. I just I, his, his necklace offended most people that ever looked at it, Christian, Jew, or otherwise. So the necklace was a, a, a menorah and a cross and a star of David all like three three gold charms just kind of hanging like independent like, oh so they're not all together they're they're all hang, they're, no they're hanging together oh. it's not like a like a charm not like a charm necklace where they're yeah. all separate all three hang from the same point so when you're looking at pieces. it if you're talking to him and you don't really know what he's got around his neck are you kind of looking and trying to figure it out kind of thing and he'll tell you exactly what it is yeah. probably done on purpose so people ask and, and there's you know there's literally dozens of them worldwide what messianic Jews? Yeah, no. There's, there. I, I think the last time he told me there was a few million all over the world. Modest Yahoo was one. I thought he was just. I thought he was actually Orthodox Jew. Like I thought he was hardcore. I thought he was messianic. I'd have to. I might have to. Up. You Googleize that one. Yeah. Um. I, I. I fucking don't know that guy. That guy's. He's. He's such a musical mashup of cultures. It just blows my mind. Right. I love Modest Yahoo. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you ever listened? Uh, Paul. No. Modest Yahoo? No. Modest Yahoo's ancient Aramaic and, and old Hebrew for Matthew. Okay. His name is Matthew. I thought he was Orthodox Jew. He's some sort of Jew. And um, performs performs as a reggae artist. Really, really good tunes. Mm -hmm. I mean, you'd agree? Oh, yeah. Mike has far broader taste in music than I do. Uh, anyway, but the it kind of goes back to the whole... Um, being a Jewish reggae guy, it sounds strange, um, but it's good though. But it is really good. It sounds like a strange idea, but if you uh, know any Rastafarians, which I was lucky enough to grow up with a couple, um, they believe that the one that they're one of the tri uh, the tribes of Israel in in exile, and they're trying to get back to Zion, which is why you have a lot of. Um, you you have a lot of songs about Zion and this you know a lot of yeah. a lot of a lot of 
there's a, a, a Hebrew and Jewish tinge to a lot of Rastafarian beliefs. We have a Zion Park just north of here. Yes, we do have Zion National Park, and that's the Mormons, and that's just I can't. I'm too. Oh, okay. I, I, that's I just it. too exhausting of a topic for me to talk shit about. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so like he has this whole this uh, the 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 Rastafarians for you know 75, 80 years since that religion's been around, they believe that they're trying to get back to Zion, that they're in exile from Africa, that they want to get back to the you know the, the motherland or whatever, mm. and so they identify with Jewish culture because of they feel like they're like the uh, the Jews, the Jewish slaves that built the pyramids and whatnot under Pharaoh rule. So what happened was is Modest Yahoo took this kind of shtick and flipped it. So he's the Jew singing reggae music, and he's oh. gone to Jamaica a hundred times, and they just love him there, even though he's well, he's not white; he's Jewish. So, but anyway, that's that. He's kind of beige. He's beige. He's beigeish. Okay. Yes. Anyway. Sorry, back to Hilton Head. Totally. Oh no, that was just that. So that or was not Hilton Head, but the uh, the the, the plantation, uh, not plantation, the, plant, the Christians, the plant, yeah, and then the fundies, the, yeah, and then so that was. So I thought there's some kind of a business there you could make out, and if you need to find out who the, you know, the Jewish people are, that you know, if the Jews knew this, they could hang out with more fundamentalists and start talking about and try, you know, and then start collecting more keys, and collecting themselves. more keys, and they just get more and more houses. Yeah. And they could start a house sitting business, like take care of your yeah. Jews for the rapture. They or could advertise. Like yeah, they could really advertise that, and they could, they could insist that they because uh, if there are a lot of wealthy homes with these uh, fundamentalist Christians, they could they could say, look, a couple times, a couple weeks a year, let us stay at your place, and and, we'll, and you come back, and you will show how nice and neat it is. So you trust us, you know it's going to be taken care of when you're gone. But they will have taken stripped all the pork out of there, and yeah. So put up a menorah. Also, I spoke when I was in, I think I may have told you this. I don't know. You know that I was really in love and lust with one of my sister's uh, good friends. Kate O'Donoghue. O'Donoghue, yes. And uh, so my sister, after several martinis, uh, decided that she needed to call Kate when we were down in Hilton Head. As siblings are wont to do. My brother's done the same thing to me in Troy, Ohio. Thank you. So I spoke to Kate several times when I was in Hilton Head, South Carolina. How intoxicated were you? I wasn't really that that bad, but I was excited to talk. She's just as fucking funny. I'm telling you, I told you this before, too. One of the funniest people ever I've ever known. And she, oh, did I tell you she also, because I told her I dated, uh, at some point she knew I was dating someone here. And I said, yeah, she's pretty funny. you know. And it was Carol, because Carol's pr- pretty funny. Well, Kate remembered that conversation as of a few years ago. And she goes, you still dating funny girl? And I, she was really Ooh. like, like, oh, rare. Little went, catty. Yeah, and even though she's married, and I haven't seen her in a while. She, yeah, she's cat, catty Kate. And <laughs> oh, meow. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and so I thought, oh, a little competition. So I've, without even knowing it, I've kind of uh, uh, gestated this competition uh, between the two ladies. So I'm looking forward to. Uh, oh, and Kate, because uh, uh, she knew I flew. And haven't seen her in a while, and so I texted her a picture of my uh, airplane. She goes, "Well, get in that bitch and fly to Dallas." Talk about beer with your guys? No, no. She wanted me to fly my airplane to Dallas to come see her, and I thought that's really odd. She's happily married. She's happy. She's happily married. What? You what keep saying that? happily married like that's a thing. I've oh, never heard such a thing. It is rare. It is, it is exceedingly rare. I know. I could maybe if I really thought about. It, I could probably say five couples that I know that are yeah. happily married and have been so for a while. But it was fun walking down memory, whatever it was, Lane, not sure what it was. 
uh, talking to uh, to Kate, and then we uh, rented a boat and saw some uh, dolphin. You know, we were actually and the topic came up of dolphin and dolphin fish and porpoise and porpoise. Come, come to find out, I was wrong. I thought these bottlenose porpoise or dolphins were actually porpoises, but they're they're actually dolphin. Well, you have. I can't I remember the exact delineation. Like I, I, I don't remember exactly how it goes, but porpoise have don't have the don't it's, have, it's just it's a little more more bl- okay, a little more blunter nose. They don't have a big old bottle out there, and there's many more porpoises variety. There's like 20, 30, 50, I don't know, and there's like fifteen different variety of dolphin. Right, and dolphin look like the ones that hang out there in the uh, in the uh, east coast off the coast there. And we saw a bunch of those, and that was kind of cool. Made me want to get a boat now. See, I had a boat before, and now I want another boat. Now so, it's time for you to get another boat. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to throw down the gauntlet because our friend Steve says he's going to get a boat, and I'm going to fucking beat him to it. You are going to beat him to it. Yeah, that never happened. If you yeah. if you bought a boat two years from now, you're going to beat Steve right to buying a boat. Yeah, but... But I want to commit like to finding one over the... As it starts to get cooler, finding a broken one. So maybe at some point I will... Commission you guys to do some searching and stuff too. I want to buy a broken, you know, fiberglass boat, and I can put a few bucks in it because I'm going to sell one of my gliders maybe, and then do that way and really put up a little bit of money in it. Oh my god, you sold one of your gliders. Wait, does anybody else hear music playing? Oh yeah, I guess the the stereo's still on. We're the, professionals here, folks. In the, yeah, in the in the um, I think it's Phil Collins. out there in the cave in the uh, bunker. Out there is the Phil Collins. I think it's Phil Collins. Holy, f- I can't have that. I don't like Phil. We had this conversation. I know that unless, you like. Unless it's in the air tonight. That's all right. I think that's the song. That's a good one. And I looked up that on a side note. I looked up the modest Yahoo. I, I believe he is an Orthodox. Jew. He is Orthodox Jew. And I okay, was incorrect. I was really kind of hoping he was Messianic Jew and make him even fucking weirder. Because he's pretty. He's pretty weird anyway. Uh, maybe a good kind of weird. He's like weird, like uh, Paul's weird. Yeah, or Mike's weird. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Uh, I'm not weird. It's weird the music's on out there, yeah. and we didn't turn it off. It's not weird. Oh. It's part for the course because we're a bunch of fucking professionals yeah. here. Now I don't like Phil. We tied this conversation. Are you a Phil okay, Collins fan? I, I like Phil Collins. I like Phil Collins. I I I, I, I don't celebrate his entire catalog because I think when he, once he <laughs> sold his fucking soul and balls to Disney, yeah, he kind of became diluted. Yeah, not diluted, diluted. As far as artistry goes, but I. I I don't know, his early stuff's really good. That's all right. And Genesis is good with him. Peter Gabriel's a fucking nut job. He's also an asshole. I However, love Peter Gabriel, actually. I know but he do. makes fantastic no, music. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, he's, he's, like, he's more wacky than Phil. He's always oh, way more wacky than Phil. Yeah. Uh, Peter Gabriel reminds me of, uh, yeah, what's the dickhead from the Talking Heads? I mean, he's a fucking oh, asshole, uh, too. Byrne. David Byrne. David Byrne. He's a fucking asshole, too. Also makes fantastic music. Also he's, makes he's a, fantastic truly music. Truly a genius, yeah. by definition. Brian musical. Eno. Brian Eno is the same way. Makes yeah. amazing music, but by a lot of television. Was right. Television, I think, was his band the, that Brian Eno was in. I think. Hitler was kind of an asshole. Hitler was kind of an asshole, but the Nazis not that good. <laughs> but he did some good things, right? Perfected the... Oven. Are we going to talk about the good... <laughs> Are we going to talk about the good things Sorry. that Hitler did? Are we going to go in there like the I real? Can apologize good. now to all our. No, 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 we wouldn't have so many medical advances that we have today. That's true. We would not. 
Same with World War One. If World War One had never happened, all right. those fucking assholes that are on Real Housewives would never have their Botox <laughs> or their fucking plastic as, surgery. As unappetizing as the as the as the Jewish experimentation was, it really did help. I and mean, let's remember, it help them, Jews. But, yeah. It wasn't just you guys. Yeah. Okay. Homosexuals. Homosexuals. The Romani. The Romani were almost the gypsies. What some people call gypsies. The Romani were yeah. almost wiped off the face of the earth. Yes, the Jews. You guys suffered about a 50 to 70% loss. The Romanis were almost 95%. It was like 92% of all Romanis were fucking So calm down, Jews. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so fucking everybody relax. It wasn't just you guys. But now the blacks brought this oven perfection up. Oh, for Christ's no, sake. No, no, I'm not kidding. I, I would like, I'm, I'm a curious minds want to know. I don't want to see any photographs of burning Jews. Absolutely not. Uh, but what I would I'd like to know, and I will look this up at some point, I want to know what kind of ovens they used. I want to know if they used several different, Mike's going to look it up now. Mike's they, honor were they, the cold, were they were they Were they natural gas? Were they coal? Were they, I, I want to know because they probably did actually perfect some kind they of oven. They used crematorium ovens, I'm fairly certain. Oh, yeah, and, I know, but and what I, does that I think mean? They were, I think it was gas. They were gas powered or... or um, like natural gas or kerosene or something like that. I yeah, but think I don't things. know. Like I, they're all hydrocarbon. Didn't you though. go to? Yes, I know they, they weren't solar powered. Back one of the major they contributors. Wind. They didn't really. German the, the Nazis weren't really green, were they? They were. The green. No, I think they wore. Well, they did wore green. The brown. They were brown shirts. Oh, they were brown shirts. <laughs> Jeez. This is shit. This is a terrible, terrible topic. No, However, it's not. I, but I think it's a good topic to get into because people are afraid to touch this kind of stuff. They are. Absolutely. The people that built the ovens were J.A. Topf and Sons. J, I'm sorry. Is J? that T-O-P-F? Yes. Top, top. J, like the letter J and then A. Uh, yeah. Not the number J. Yeah. Flip me off if you want, Paul. You're, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> and there it is. Bringing it in. The dual figure salute. It's a German engineering company. <laughs> Shocking. German, are they still? Yeah. Do they? What do they build now? I don't know. I haven't gotten that far. I, I want to know what what they were. I want to know if they were. Um, you know. I haven't gotten that far yet. Okay. Did either of you guys, while Mike's looking that up, did either of you guys ever see the movie? They were the, coal fired. Coal. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. We, do you know the Germans made? Uh, they had synthetic uh, oil, synthetic fuel, because we, you know, they, they we bombed their refineries. They didn't. They didn't have access, so they made most of their fuel for their airplanes was synthetic. Uh, fuel. What do they make it out of? Coal, also. Okay. The, the company was founded in 1878. I kind of want a top stove. Or as, a, as a customized incinerator and malting equipment manufacturer. I bet they, oh. got, I bet they got rich. Malting equipment. Now, any of us that know anything about beer, which would be at least Mike and I, potentially Paul. Yeah. The only thing you would ever use malt for is fucking... <laughs> What? Now what? What happened? I, I'm here. I'm waiting for a fun fact. Mike's reading yeah. Wikipedia and giggling. So reading about the Jewish ovens, the German ovens that were used. Zero candor here, folks. Okay, we can't I'm, have I'm, any fucking. No, what? we got. We got to know. What? It's a Wikipedia. I'm curious. Go, Mike. Nope. <laughs> I'm trying to get the facts. Yeah. Jesus fucking. Not Christ. things that I think are funny. Okay. Wow. Some synthetic fuel. Go back to the synthetic. Well, fuel I don't really know a lot about it. I, I, I do know that they didn't have regular uh, oil, and the and the Japanese used alcohol because they would we blocked all their oil too. Right. So they used alcohol in their Jap zeros, Japanese zeros, Asian American zeros. No, it's not Asian American. It's not they gook, American. It's not slant. Japs. It's not zipper heads either. Oh, Jap Japanese rice eaters. No. Wow. 
Nips. Keep going. Nipponese. Oh, Nipponese. There it is. That's an old school one. <laughs> so, oh, Jesus. And we decided we were going to kind of stray away from the serious topics. But these are serious topics. We're just kind of It is a serious topic. about it. It's not enough people talk about this shit. They, they really don't. And I can tell you right now that the the most offensive, offensive Holocaust slash Jewish jokes that I've ever heard came from Jews. Specifically, my father's friend, Stanley, who right. I'm 35 plus What's years old. Name? And it's Taubman. T-A-U-B-M-A-N. Oh, something more from Bergstein, Stein. I believe his something. mother's maiden name was Rolfsberg. Uh, she was she was German Jew. She survived the the what well, obviously she survived the Holocaust. Yeah, Holocaust. She was at um was she in she in was a, in, in a, uh, Bergen-Belsen. Oh, she, she was, was in. Yeah. And then her husband, um, Stanley's father, was in Auschwitz. Like he survived. She's he was still there. alive? No, no, no. They, oh. uh, she passed away. Looks like the brick oven at Floyd's. Ago. Oh my god! It does. It Let does. Me see this? God damn it! <laughs> it does look like a brick pizza oven. <laughs> Speaking of guys, uh, this, uh, oh, this hey, today's show topic. is sponsored by Floyd, Floyd's Pizza. <laughs> Their oven will reach over a thousand degrees. I and, believe they keep it around eight, eight, nine hundred. And they just, I would. Hey, you have data on temperature. What was the ideal temperature to burn? Uh, hum- uh, you know what human I mean? remains. I actually do know this. Oh, it's over okay. two thousand degrees to to burn it completely and get rid of it. Only because okay. I know mm-hmm. I talked to the crematorium <laughs> folks. Okay. And these guys actually did make in- advances in well, incinerators. So bad. Incinerators. So bad. Actually. Yeah. Well, as they were accelerating the extermination process, they had to get more efficient. Right. Well, in the beginning, the very beginning, like we're talking just pre-Kristallnacht, I believe, and just post, maybe just post-Kristallnacht. So was that 1936 or so, 38? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Nazi power, but they hadn't started invading countries yet. It wasn't ni- obviously 1939. I do know that um, they, the Nazis, this is how fucking horrible yet how 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 disgustingly evil and horrible the nazis were however they were they were german so they were incredibly incredibly efficient they started they realized they were spending too much money and too much lead and gunpowder on bullets so they needed to devise a plan to um to you know obviously find a solution a final solution to the jewish problem (laughs) and make things and streamline things and because in the beginning they just started having these death squads they were just shooting people Mm -hmm. and then burying them in mass graves and then they started lining people up so they could use one high-powered rifle bullet and kill 15 or 20 people on a row and they would line people up according to height wow so that they could shoot them all this is this is twisted this is shit that i've read online and i've heard firsthand accounts from people that were were around in that era and it's it's just hmm. awful speaking of german efficiency oh do you want to add another want to chime in with another piece of info mike no i was just looking at the they actually have a map of it or a diagram you mean like a drawing of the oven like a schematic oh so we could you know make good one if we needed to uh, absolutely yeah. well, you know okay. if we have a hobby day here at cartoon sure. casual podcast we we're building a nazi oven here we're gonna burn somebody um, Paul found a dog outside of his house. We're going to burn that and see what it takes. Speaking of efficiency, uh, the, the Germans, there's nothing to do with death, but this is an interesting thing. In all of the toilets in Germany, uh, when you take a poop, mm-hmm. there's like a, this shelf um, that doesn't, you know, ours goes right into the water. And there's like this little, and they have water down there too, but there's kind of a, a shelf to pick apart your poo? Yes. Yes, I've read about and you can this. Dump, I, they have those over there until you take a dump. First of all, you look into it the first time you go over there and you go, am I supposed to scoot way forward and try to, what, how does this work and whatever? 
So you just take a dump and there it is in plain view. You can sit there and analyze it. You can do whatever you want to do. You can, yeah. And then, and then it goes, you flush and it just, it douches it, whatever, mm. you know, it, it cascades off the shelf and down into the, so you get to examine your poo every time you, which people do sometimes now anyway, out of curiosity. It's interesting that you mentioned this because I actually, <laughs> God damn it, Timmy, Tim, Timothy J. Harnon. Okay. Anybody ever yeah. uh, hit him up on the fucking street? He'll be uh, shortly heading to Oahu, so lock your fucking doors. Right. Today he turned me on to a YouTube uh, channel called uh, La Vagabond, and it is an Australian couple who bought a sailboat in Italy. Oh, he told me about that. I didn't look it up, though. Super yeah. interesting. I bet I, yeah. I watched an hour and a half, two hours worth of videos today. I really like these people. They just seem to be genuinely decent people. I looked them up online. I'm now following them on Instagram and all that. But the girl, after so they kind of ran out of money, so they decided to dry dock their their boat and uh, and she was gonna sell her, take care of some bodies. Well, the woman, really? after the fr- no, oh, the first three weeks, she is Elena. If you ever read or listen to this podcast, you are one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my entire life. And this is the I woman that's on the pod. I would drink your bath water. This is the woman that's in the in the YouTube. Yes, thing. okay, yes. Name was Elena. Elena. Elena yeah. and Riley. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so I'm scanning through after Timmy has left and went to go for a hike or whatever earlier today and I'm scanning through these different videos and one says 10 days in Bali which is a place I've always been kind of fascinated with I've always kind of wanted to go to this place that's seemingly a very peaceful country at one end of the country and then the other end of the country or rather the other end of the island it's about Indonesia the other end of the island is just war torn and just you have the natives versus the natives that converted to Islam about yeah. 200 years ago and they've just been fighting ever since blowing each other up murdering each other and then you have Bali that's at the very end, other end of the island that is very peaceful mostly uh, it's like 90 some percent Buddhist anyway so I thought oh shit I'm gonna watch that and it's one of the longer videos it's like 25 minutes long so I started watching it and then she starts giving a tour of her little she went to this retreat it's a 10 day detox retreat and then she starts showing this tour, like this is the this guy, and do the we're gonna do lots of yoga. We're gonna do this. I'm gonna do a juice and cleansing fast, new agey stuff. But whatever, no food for ten days, just like coconut water and juices and whatnot. Wow. She, you know what? Honestly, at the end of it, put actually before I get to that point, I, I'm super skeptic about that shit because we have organs that are meant to detox our body. I get it, and that's and people say that. I have doctors, nurses, whatever, tell me that. Oregon or or, or or organ or Oregon. Oh, you have to, let's come back to that. Oregon. We will come back to that. Okay. One. And uh, so she gives a tour of her her little tiny like bedroom and then bathroom, and she goes, and this is my enema bag. What? She shows it's an enema bag hanging from the fucking shower head. Do you do with this a hose and a little fucking pink nozzle? It's like a douche bag, bag, but it's an enema. Bag. It is an exactly, and it whole. Yeah. And I looked at it, and it's giant. It's like a two liter bag Shit. i've so, never so seen you one that en- you animize yourself in the shower so what they do part of this cleanse is is you you give yourself enemas and then every two days or two or three days or i think it's every third day they do a colonic to get rid of stuff now i know that science is kind of divided on this whole thing because yes. truth be told i'm kind of gross and i've had a bunch of people on both sides of my both sides of my family that have uh, died of colon cancer so i've i've had Eight colonoscopies. I think eight, eight or nine you colonoscopies. Have? Yeah, my, my dad found his first polyp at uh, twenty five. 
So when I was 25, 26, I, yeah. Wow. yeah. So I started getting scopes and- uh, Mike, I think he kind of likes it now is the whole point. Uh, you know it's what? boy butter. The, yep. the scope isn't so bad. It's the prep. And I'm okay with going down a shirt size every time I fucking do a prep. So I know yeah. that your body gets gunked up with shit, kind of like it, literally with shit. Uh, okay. Kind of like the uh, like a like a pipe, like a sewer pipe. Yeah. How it gets shit kind of collected on it gets it gets mm-hmm. the diameter gets narrowed more and more narrow. Your yeah. intestines apparently will do the same thing. I've heard your intestines can hold like ten pounds worth of junk in it. Sometimes yeah. more than that. I've heard up to forty. Oh like, really? But is this true though? So I mean, I'm not doubting. But well, here's don't. the thing. I've talked to I like the the, the the doctor that the surgeon that used to do my colonoscopy is no longer here in town. He he moved on. He did four of them, four or five of them. And I asked him about that. I said, so is it true that like you you can actually collect like a like a lining on the inside of your intestines? That's why colonics are thing and all that. But I know they're like suburban housewife kind of shit. Yeah. And he said yes, but only if you were unhealthy for so so long and never. You know, he said the, the the worst colons he's ever seen are, or worst intestines and slash colons that he's ever seen are people that eat high carb, low protein, low fiber, high sugar content diets. Just mainly just high carb. Combined with no alcohol. Oh, because I know that I know that, right exactly, and that's kind of <laughs> what I, I drink told a shitload of alcohol. Well, here's the thing: hard alcohol. I don't know you guys have it's a solvent, right? The whiskey shits. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I had uh, too much uh, tequila I'm, a few weeks ago. Aren't I had the whiskey shits playing in Vegas next month? I, I believe they're playing the whiskey shits. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think they're playing at. I don't know, fucking. I think it's I, the Omni. Okay, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I love that name. By the way, shits. the whiskey shits. <laughs> okay. The bubble guts. So if you have all this and but no you alcohol, have, but, and no alcohol, you got a problem. Because what alcohol does, it's a, it, it, it. He told me that the way he explained it was is that your body has responses to poisons. Some of them are immediately out, which it be out your mouth or out your butt. One of the two. The other one of the other reactions is okay. This tissue is now soaked in this poison. Get rid of the tissue. And people that drink some sort of hard liquor on a regular basis they will slough off that inner lining that gets coated in your intestines. So if you have the combination of high processed sugar, lots of processed foods, lots of carbohydrates, very little protein, and very little fiber, and you combine that with not drinking alcohol, then you will develop this lining on your intestine. So pretty much if your diet is Twinkies and ice cream with nothing else. Twinkies, ice cream, and no alcohol and soda, yeah. Then you're gonna have that. You're gonna develop that. And uh, but anyway, so and I asked him, like, "Do you ever see that in me?" And he goes, "No, you're clean as a whistle." Like, oh, all right, good. Anyway, so this back to what we were talking about. So this woman is going through this, and she's she's explaining the, the and she's Vienna attractive. You're saying so. You're watching. She's talking about this. very attractive. Yeah. And I never I never really got into poop stuff before, but I could almost be into poop stuff. Oh, is that like, now? It's coming back to the German thing. It really is coming back to the, the, the shisa porn. Like yeah. This, Anyway, <laughs> she said she 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 turns the camera around on herself and she goes she's in her bathroom at this retreat and she goes do you know what this basket is for and then like the camera pans down she got the basket in her hands in the in the background you see the toilet and then she walks over and sets the basket in the back like in the like on the toilet seat puts the lid down or sit the seat down and then sits down on it and she goes do you see that's for me to shit. 
in and pick apart and see what kind of things that come out. Oh, okay. And she goes on to describe, like, like I said, it's like about a 25 or 30 minute video. Later on, she goes, well, things are starting to come out of my body. I'm pretty much clean, but uh, one of the people here at the retreat said that they found a little toy car that they swallowed. <laughs> they, they asked <laughs> that, they, that they swallowed. It was a little micro machine. And I, re- I don't know oh, if you I remember, remember micro machines. Yeah. Yeah. It was a micro machine that this this woman swallowed when she was like six or seven years old. And it was stuck And there? it was stuck in her asshole. Like, no, not in her asshole, but yeah. like in her guts. And she pooped it out. And she said it actually really hurt her anus when it came out. And then that was the first time that the woman, she really started like digging through because they they supply you with gloves and like yeah. a long plastic like fork to to nose through your poop. So I so that brings up the question. I'm just kind of wondering that uh, if you uh, uh, you're in Germany and you poop, is that intentionally so literally you can kind of examine your poop, or is it just that they don't want it splashing on your butt when you, if you take a big old fast? I think speed it's poop. actually I because I, I've heard of that before uh, of the, the specific to Germany. Yeah. I think that's just to check to make sure that you're not uh, that you're not unhealthy or something. Maybe they're okay. a little more educated with, you know. They your, probably have a poop class when you're in going yeah. to a German school. Yeah. I think everybody should know that. Like, there's too many people out there that, that think that every five days having a dump. Oh yeah, that's it's yeah, good that for work. you. That, that that's okay. Work. Oh, I only yeah. poop every five days. Really? That's terrible. Pretty sure I poop three times today, and I could squeeze out another one before bed. Yeah. Right. Get you poop. should poop shortly after you eat every time. And they actually, like I read somewhere that that's considered unhealthy. That means your body's like, hey, things are backed up. It's time for you to shit again. That means you're not exactly regular. If you only really? poop when you, yeah, like if you only poop when you when you eat, just eat. Have you just eaten? That I, I, That's just something I read. I don't know if that's fact or not. I, I just. I heard differently. But I, I know that whenever I, sh- I, I poop, no. I, whenever I eat. Yeah, I don't I do it immediately. Poop. It's usually, it really depends on, again, what, what I've been eating lately. Right. You know, that, that kind of thing. Well, I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to do it at weather check. Like here's a weird thing. I'm going to go out there and look. We see. we're at almost 40 minutes. So I say, I think it's time for us to take a break. Take a break. All right. Time to grab a beer and do the weather check and Let's do that. We'll be back with uh, more cartoon casual. back with the cartoon casual podcast and uh before we get into any other topics actually first of all before that before i want to say that it's now monsoon season it's in the evening and it's middle of almost uh, january or it's It's january definitely the middle of january (laughs) god almost july and it's now 68 degrees like seven degrees outside it's fantastic it's absolutely beautiful before when we came in here we're sweating like whores in church and now it's rather pleasant right i believe but then uh so now we have an update on the downtown kingman train engine number 3759 that has not been illuminated in some time yeah paul so, is it uh, is it still is, is it uh, illuminated well just to give a brief again we we personally spoke to the mayor you emailed a lot of people in fact from the last time we talked about this explain how many people you have emailed about i this. emailed the mayor everybody on the city council which includes the vice mayor the city manager as well so that's what nine people or so and eight or nine people. A couple of them more than twice. I mean, more than once, excuse me. Is that yeah, right? The, yeah. The, this would be the third email to the city manager and the mayor. And I spoke to the mayor uh, three times. Thrice. Thrice. I spoke to him thrice. 
And uh, so this was, we also decided, we determined this was about, what, six months ago? At least six months ago. Yeah, we're, we're looking at about six months ago. January is what so, yeah, we're looking at. I'm happy to report I've got an update for the, uh, for the elimination. All right. And you actually physically face-to-face talked to a council member I did. Night. I did face-to-face yeah. talk to a council member. <laughs> All right, so all joking aside, Paul, do you have an update for us? Yeah, I do. And the answer is, oh, heartbreaker. Oh, man. Really? No, it's not. It's not lighted. I I drove past there last night. I want to make sure we were current. Drove past there last night, and it's uh, dark. And I think that you were saying that the whole park is dark. The entire park is dark. It really is. It's it's, oh, it's it's infuriating. It never bothered me until you showed me. Yeah, you told me about it, Paul. Thanks. Sorry for that. Yeah, it never it never really bothered me. It's kind of like movie uh, uh, movie mistakes that I never noticed before. I watched the movies for and twenty years, it. and then you point out, hey, did you notice that this boom mic was visible? And now it ruined the whole fucking like movie for me. Gladiator or something. I feel like a jet plane is flying over. Yes, contrails. The or chemtrails, first, if you like. The, the chem, yeah, definitely chemtrails. It is Mojave County, and that's what we yeah. have here is chemtrails. Only here, though. But the, the park itself is not just the uh, locomotive. On the other end is what? Uh, the other end is, a, is the Veterans Memorial, which is kind of a huge deal. It's a, a big, a beautiful monument to uh, folks that have served and, and some folks that have, that have died in service to the, this country. And the um, other problem that I have with that is, is that technically the city of Cayman is in violation of the flag code, which is something that... Being a Boy Scout, mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm kind of partial to and kind of uh, I like to uh, speak out and tell people, well, you're fucking up and it's disrespectful. So the it's not lit up. They have a flag up there that I don't know when the last time it was that it was brought down, but it's definitely not illuminated at night, which is what the flag code states. If you yes, it does. don't take it, run it up the the mast and down the mast at the you know beginning and uh, end, end of every day. The the yeah. now these lights does it? Uh, I have to go look at that a little closer. Do the uh, are there separate in this case? Are there separate lights from the uh, on the ground that are shining up with the light, or is it just part of that whole lit up area? Or do you really know? There how should that... be a separate light lighting up the uh, the flag, but it's been so long since that park's been illuminated that I don't I couldn't tell you how their setup was. I know that there are lights lit up. <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me, uh, lighting up the uh, Veterans Memorial. There used to be. Yeah, those are not on, and presumably the flag is illuminated from underneath like uh, with a spotlight like it's supposed to be as per the flag code. And so you know for a, a fact that um, that the uh, flag is not lit up at night right now. True. Okay. That is true. I, I, I made sure to look at it last night because it was actually I, I don't remember if somebody mentioned it last night when we were at the brewery or if it was something that just popped into my head that oh there's a veterans memorial there. There's definitely an American flag and there's never a light there. So I'm fairly certain that the, you know, I was thinking in my head, there's, I'm certain that there's a flag there. And there is. I slowed down as I was driving home and noticed, oh, that there's will, um, no, no illumination whatsoever. We will uh, check up on that to make sure that it's not. I mean, you did, but I will also. Definitely. Now, the more eyes on it, the better. And it's right. just, like I said before, it's not, it's a, it seems like a minor issue. But it's, an, it's a symptom of a larger problem. It should be just a minor issue because what it should be is it's like you let someone know you know, in the uh, city of Kingman, anybody, you should really be, in my opinion, you should kind of be able to tell anybody that works the city of Kingman, almost any level that that's going on. Uh, it's not, hey, the lights are out down there. And exactly. Anybody from a guy that 
you know, cleans up the parks to all the way up to the mayor should be able to tell the right person or, you know, go up the chain or down the chain, whatever the chain direction. Exactly. Well, I mean, is. personally, if you look at it from just, if you look at it from the standpoint of if we can, if, if there's rampant nepotism, which is not always a bad thing mm-hmm. because I have a good friend of mine whose father ran parks and rec for 30 years, did an amazing job, designed parks, got all sorts of neat programs done. Kingman had barely any green, uh, in the early 80s when he started. And by the time he, uh, you know, 30 years later when he retired, this town had like, I think 16 parks, 14 or 16 parks. That was all his doing. Right. Now his, and his son worked for Parks and Rec from the time he was old enough to have a work permit and work as an umpire and then as a, a junior counselor at little camps and whatnot. And now he works for Parks and Rec. Nepotism can be a good thing sure. if you have a good example being set. Yeah. But if you have the level of nepotism like we have in Kingman, specifically the city of Kingman, Everybody knows each other. It's not that big of an organization. Yeah, yeah. If I tell one person in this department, hey, do you know that this is kind of a problem? Like, and they should go, oh, that's a, a Bob from maintenance knows how to fix this and, yeah. or something like that and, and should be able to, it probably knows the guy's phone number or goes to barbecues with him. It's small town stuff. It's not right. that, we're not that big of a city. Right, right. So what I'm saying is, is that there, there's nothing wrong with nepotism if it serves the common public good. Right. Uh, and, and anyway, w- what that goes along with is the fact that everybody kind of knows everybody. They know you say, oh, that, that's Sally Johnson. And uh, do you know Sally Johnson? Oh, yeah, she works in this department because right. that person's worked in that department for 20 years. And the real problem is it's not just for us to look at because, you know, again, I'm not really a big train fan, but people come off of I-40 at night and you uh, turn down there right now and there's like this big hole of blackness, a hole of blackness, Joe. It really is a hole of blackness. It it, it, it kind of looks bad because it does. And, and on, on the on the reverse part, the other side of that coin, if it's illuminated, it will probably draw people down there at night that otherwise wouldn't have driven down because they can kind of tell it's a cool thing. It's a, let's go down there. Yeah, they pull off the, the, yeah. the road off of I-40 to get gas at the uh, the Chevron station right there next to I-40. top off their Tesla. Yeah, or, or to charge their Tesla, yeah. the less than 1% of Americans. Right. Let's hope and we get then, that to 5% soon. And then, they can, uh, and then they come down there. And then at that point, when you are at the train, you can actually look up uh, Beale and uh, uh, you can see there's other activity going on further in the town. That's true. A couple bars, new pizza place now just opened up, uh, and that will draw more people in. So it's kind of in a way, it's kind of like marketing the town. It really is. And uh, it's almost like a giant road sign. Yeah. You know, trying to get, trying to, uh, you know, allure people, lure, not allure, lure, lure people, luring, in. and hopefully that gets fixed soon enough. But after talking to. Uh, uh, Councilman Yoakum, yes. Last night, we'll see if uh, that happens. Now, uh, I was going to ask you this also: if you you were going to there was noise out there in the in the bunker. It's not good. There? Winter attack. Do we have a person in the hangar? Zero. Yeah. Um, Probably a beaver. It could be a beaver. It did rain today. We have rivers one, now. One of the high desert beavers. High desert beaver that only come out in the monsoon, so they're out there slapping their tails oh in the in the uh in the washes looking for mates. The washes as it the, were. <laughs> the washes. The uh yeah. And uh so there's there's that part. I was going to share with you a little story I had uh today earlier today, which is there's no there's no uh transition from what we just were talking about. But this is kind of a cool thing. I moved from the Atlanta area and uh, years ago when I was going to uh college after my initial attempt at Auburn. You know, I went there for a couple of years and then I went to Germany and learned how to march and raise one arm. <laughs> <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> 
God damn it. You got me on that one. I was I did not see that coming. Uh, oh. Get it? Get it? Yeah. Nazi. Um so there was this other uh, uh Kennesaw State College. So I was going there, I was delivering pizzas for uh Domino's pizza. And we had a discussion about sauce the other day that was rather intriguing. Uh, yes, we, we did. did. It was going at on length. and on. Yeah, we just everything is at, at length when we're doing things downtown. So I worked for Domino's Pizza while I was going to this other uh, school, and uh, and I needed uh, I was paying for school that way. And my father and I weren't really getting along so well, and I think he was trying to prove a point. But nonetheless, I had some dental issues. All my uh, wisdom teeth were coming at the same time. I had to get that taken care of. Probably had some car issues, so I was going to school. And my father had had money; there was no question about it. But everything was lining up wrong to where I was not going to be able to go to to uh, college that semester. And a good friend of mine named Andrew Latham, uh, who still is in Atlanta and is also a good friend of George. We're talking about George before; we're all mm-hmm. kind of the same clan and uh, <laughs> clan. See, God damn. But I am from the. It's not really no He's from the south and part clan of the, and, and no, it's not Nazis a and Germany clan with a K was clan with a C and mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was really need to yeah I was zero robes involved thro- yeah yeah we would usually go robeless <laughs> <laughs> so so um so we Andrew Andy Andrew Latham are working as the only two drivers there during an afternoon shift and uh, I kind of announced to him I said I, I, I'm not going to swing college this, this quarter can't do it and uh, well, what do you mean can't do it I don't have enough money I, I just it's not going to work that's okay I'll just skip a semester or a quarter make some more money and you know I'll be a quarter behind you and it will be no big deal and, oh okay well that sucks yeah how about your dad yeah we're not you can't really yeah that's not going to work so uh, it's not going to be a problem fine so either later that evening or the next day um, we were working again and he shows up with this uh, bank envelope, paper envelope, you know, that you put money in if you go to, uh, if you, you know. Oh, like make a withdrawal from the bank. Yeah, like a, that you know, kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shows up with this, uh, with this uh, uh, envelope of money, and, uh, and it was all beat up. It was all really badly wrinkled. Looked like it had been out in the weather a little bit. There was tire marks on it. What for example, the hell? Things like that. So he showed up and goes, man, I, I just found, and the way he did it, he was very smart. You know, he... So I, I just found this uh, chunk of money. I said, well, that's freaking cool, man. That's what are you going to do? He goes, I don't know. And then he, he kept kind of playing it out. And then he, he said, man, there's, there's like five, 600 bucks in here. And he goes, uh, um, what do you need to do school anyway? I said, that's about five or 600 bucks. He goes, why don't you take it? I said, I don't want to owe anybody money. He goes, no, no, no. I don't need this money. Why don't you just take this money? And uh, you can go to school. And I went, not going to happen. And then we kind of argued about it back and forth. And at some point, he just kind of threw it at me and said, well, it's going to blow away in the street unless you take it because I'm not taking it. So you can just take it. Wow. So I did. But here's the story. Um, I found out a couple years later. And this is when I lost. I was telling the story to Carol for some reason. And I just lost it. I, I sat at this very table, explained this to her. And it was waterworks. And I couldn't even talk for a while because I found out later on that that was his money. And he disguised this whole thing, ran over it with his car to make it look used and fucked up because he, he wanted me to go to school. No shit. Yep. How fucking cool is that? Yep. I hope you're still friends with that guy. Oh, fuck no. I hate him. And he's a fucking dick, right? Because <laughs> so, then, in th- three or four years after you figured it out, he's like, hey, where's my fucking money at? Right, exactly. That never and came that's up. why you walk with a limp now. But it was the whole kind of pay it forward thing. And we talked about it later, but once I found it, and he still kind of denied it. But then later on, he admitted it, and, I, and he, he says, I hope this conversation is not going to where you're paying me money 
And he said, just if some, if it happens to someone else, you know, and they need a little bit, whatever, and you can do it. And, and he was right. He doesn't have to teach me life lessons, but he's right. And um, it was an amazing thing. But I just, like I said, it was, I literally w- could not really communicate with Carol for about 10 minutes. Wow. Because what she thought was, now I'm going to get really dark. Because that was kind of a feel-good story in a way. Although I was kind of mad at my father at the same time I was telling it a little bit. Because he and I, I, I cared about him and loved him very dearly, but it was a dark moment in our right, right. life. So uh, I don't know if that really helped me. It might have made me more like realize that things are, like if he were just would have given me money, maybe it wouldn't have been the best thing either. Like if I just, hey, I need money. Oh, here you go. Maybe that wouldn't have been the best thing at that moment either. Probably I, not. You wouldn't have learned as much of a lesson. You, you know, it, it, it would have been, the dynamics would have been different. Right. Definitely. Right. Yeah. So, so what happened was, and I'm, I'm going I'm to go off on the, into the dark realm is that she thought because I've lost and I hate to bring this up Joe but I'm going to anyway, I've lost a lot of people to suicide and and Carol knows that and she thought that this person gave me this money who's one of the ones that later on you know offed himself whatever and that wasn't the case but that's what she thought because I wasn't able to talk and she thought oh god you know and then I later apologized but she goes I thought it was going to be someone that said no he's still around he's still a good friend of mine but yeah that was a good that was a good guess on her part yeah no shit that's, I had, that's an educated guess yeah I really lost as, it as far as yeah. yeah so so anyway I didn't mean you know but I didn't want to go really but anyway so that was but that's the thing I, I just want to uh, say that um, some people do need help occasionally and I could have survived without it but it, it, looking back on it now and I hadn't thought about that in years and that was maybe one reason too and I know what a good friend he is and we talk about this is the, the audio file guy that I told you oh, about that got me in the okay, stereo equipment okay. that kind of, yeah. that's him and um he would still do anything for me if I needed it or asked him for help or whatever, emotional support or who, who knows, financially or just had to have someone pick me up, forgotten, you know, we're all fairly independent now. We're of the age where we can kind of take care of it. If I fly somewhere into town, I can rent a car or do this, stay at a right. hotel, whatever. But if I couldn't swing it or something was going on, he would be the first guy to, to make it happen kind of thing. So he's a, a very good friend of mine. But, but I guess the point is, um, uh, be nice people and help people if you oh can. yeah be good okay. to people and that which yeah. actually kind of brings me to something I've been saying I don't even know when I first started saying it and it was more just kind of a joke uh, but somebody uh, called me on it the other day whenever I say goodbye to a friend or, or you know like a like a, a you know when I'm working at the hospital I'll, I'll, I'll I, I, I hand off you know the um, what we call report which is going to just kind of saying this patient did this and da, 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 from from shift change, you know, from the, from from night shift to day shift. And when I'm leaving, when I'm departing, I'll be like, "All right, you guys, be good." And or, or I'll say that to you know, I've said it to Mike, to you, to whoever. Yeah, I've heard it. You know, yeah. just say, "Yeah, hey, you know, be good." And, and and somebody called me on it and said, "Do you think that everybody is just a bunch of assholes and are dicks all the time?" And I said, "What, what do you mean? Well, you always tell people to be good, like they're acting up like a bunch of children." And I, I it's kind of a weird question. I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, I meant it as be good, like be good to people. Just in general. Be good. Just be good in general. Like, just don't, yeah. you know, don't be an asshole. Kind of the golden rule. Yeah, exactly. Kind of the golden rule. But, Which you know. A lot uh, of people could take Pete in a little bit. Good Lord. It, seriously, everybody. Yeah, that's, that's. That whole pay it, for, like you said, the pay it forward thing. Which, yeah. if you ever just are in good need of a cry and you like Kevin Spacey, watch that movie. Oh, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, that's, it is a, uh, it's. Yeah, I remember the first time I watched it. I went, oh, okay. And then, and then you know, of course, I'm not going to give any, you know, yeah, we're not going to give it away. No. I wonder if that's on Netflix. I don't know. Probably it's kind of weird that it I, could be. If it's on Netflix, uh, people should just go home right now, get drunk and watch it. Yeah. 
hold your loved one or your bottle of lotion, whatever you uh, may have. And I'm going to yeah. look it up and see if it's on Netflix or not. Sometimes but, uh, people's bottle of lotion is their loved one, Joe. I just want to point that out. That's that's kind of what I was getting at. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Whether you use a Bath and Body Works or... You know, you can... Or something more or organic that's locally sourced. That would be nice. It would be nice. We don't have any locally it. sourced lotion. I don't think so. Perhaps we should be a lotion manufacturer. If you are in the Kingman area or even the Mojave County area and you end up listening to this podcast and you have lotion that you make at home, we would support s- that. Send it to 421 East Beale Street. That's right. uh, Black Ridge Brewery. Attention, Tim Schritter. And we would. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we could uh, eventually talk to them about their business. Yes, we and could. And they we... got into the lotion business. How did you get into the lotion? lotion. You could say it business. very deep. You could, when you want to say it, you want to say it. Lotion. How did you get into the lotion business? Did you find that your skin was not as smooth were there as it should be? Were most lotions inadequate? Or were they just barely adequate, but you were wanting more? And you had an entrepreneurial spirit? Or just needed lubrication? We would We, we would like to know. I can't handle this right now. I'm fucking dying over here. <laughs> I'm but, sorry. You were checking for Netflix. Pay and... it forward is not on Netflix. So oh, pirate it or so buy Netflix it. Netflix is Hastings. apparently not paying it forward. Yeah, they're not. But it's, this is one of my favorite things in the world. Is like I'll, I'll, I'll search Netflix for a movie that I want to watch or a TV show. Okay. And it says titles related to whatever you search for. Titles right. related to pay it forward. Goodwill Hunting. The Pursuit of Happiness. Don't ever watch that movie. It's fucking sad. Oh, you know, I never have seen it. It's a, it's a, re, it's just, it's, it's up and down. It's just too. I need a fucking Xanax to watch it because it's just, just all over the goddamn place. It's a wreck. Yes, but it's a great movie. Okay. Uh, Radio. You guys ever seen the movie Radio, Radio. with uh, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. and football, where he Cuba Gooding Jr. is a little. Is that a sad one too? Touched. Yeah. These are all yeah. sad. Yeah, yeah. They kind of feel oh, good, very, but make you cry movies. Well, I mean, Goodwill Hunting. So, I mean, there's there's That's an true. equal number of tears and fucks yeah. because it takes place in in you know South Boston, Southie, Southie. Uh, let's see what else. What's eating Gilbert Grape? Oh yeah, that's yep. a yep. that's a great one. Jesus fucking Christ, Anna Karenina, The Secret. Don't watch that. Don't yeah. do it. A hey. Walk to Remember. All right, we can't. I can't bring this up. I can't bring that. I can't bring up a walk to remember on this on a podcast. Like I just can't fucking do it because then we'll talk about really bad shit. All right. Did you notice that uh, it's very exciting that Netflix Netflix has a new icon for their app? I noticed that it is black and red. I love it. Yeah, it's much better. It's much nicer. Yeah. The there's nothing worse than the uh, uh, icon size on your iPhone for it actually spelled out Netflix. You know, the icon is about, uh, you know, a quarter of an inch by a quarter of an inch, and they right. spelled out Netflix like you can better read that. So now it's just a big N. I it just has the N. It's the N word. The, the, the N word that's not so offensive, which would be Netflix. Yeah. Uh, do you have a notification? I do have a notification for you, Paul. Oh, okay. You were ordered, rather, you were emailed your order information. Your tech is scheduled for July 5th. Yeah, I saw to that. Fix your internet. Oh, yeah. thanks for telling me. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm your go-between with Frontier, well, but that's you, fine. When you first said you were you were ordered, ordered. I, thought, I didn't know I was on a menu. I I didn't know. Oh, I was. you're always on a menu. <laughs> Anywhere where there's beefcake on the menu, if you think prime about cut, it, Paul Gaines, everybody is on a menu of some kind. 
how deep are we going to go with this? Not very. Where are you going with this? Just toe. Just toe. Big toe. Just big toe? Just put chicken But my toe second toe is longer than my big toe, so i got to be careful. Oh, you're one it. of those people. Yep. You're yep. Roman or some shit like yeah. that. I read something like that. So if I dip my big toe in the water, pretty much my second toe is getting wet. Wow, can't have one without the other. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder where this podcast is going, if we're ever going to actually accomplish something, but I feel like we accomplished a lot today. No, it was good to uh, just kind of uh, not have a specific topic, and we were glad to be visited by Mike Hinman, who uh, had to have an emergency uh, oil purchase. I think he had <laughs> he had a uh, emergency colorectal exam. Yeah, with some guy at some park or something. I don't know. I mean, he kind of quietly left the uh, the studio without really saying anything. He just kind of blew in like the he wind. He said, "I got to go see a guy." About it, about He's a thing. like the winds. See a guy about a thing. <laughs> He's like, I got a thing with a guy at a park in a at night. Yeah, uh, I don't know what it is. He's probably. I mean, if you ever want to go hang out with Mike, he's probably between yeah. ten and ten p.m. and midnight at Firefighter Memorial Park or in the, the Smack Shack. Or the Smack Shack. I heard a lot of people are hanging out down there these days, yep. looking to hook up. So I may go know. down there tonight. See what I can get. You should, man. See what kind of ball slapping fun you can do. So that about does it for this podcast. I think. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's about time to sign off. That's a that's a nice natural end. All right. Exactly an hour. Cool. All right. Well, stay tuned for more cartoon casual. This is Joe. And this is Paul. <laughs>